0: Hey, this is Stan from the most popular girls in school. I know, right? Impressive. You will listen to the PS Tape Recorder. Enjoy it. Then, give me a call. Hello there.
1: I'm PF. This is my tape recorder. Coming up, comedian Josh Sneed.
0: I kind of felt like I hit a plateau material wise for a while where I was paying attention to too many other things. Whereas 2014 is already shaping up to be like one of my busiest years in a long time. It's it's good for me and uh, it's definitely good for my act. I really believe my stand up is stronger than it's ever been. And
1: We'll hear more from Josh in just a few minutes. Coca-Cola does what Cheerios couldn't, but first, as always, fake news. now, fake news with me. The Seattle Seahawks are basking in the glow of their first Super Bowl championship after drubbing the Denver Broncos last week 43-8. It was disappointing for Broncos quarterback Peyton Manning, who was brought in by former Denver great John Elway, to get the team over the top. Unfortunately, Manning watched films of Elway's early Super Bowl efforts in prepping for Super Bowl 48. A new addition to the LA Skyline, a hotel and office project that will become the tallest building in the western United States, starts its slow rise this month with a bid for the record books. The 73-story Wilshire Grand will rise 20 stories above the smog. Was Sochi ready for the Winter Olympics? Tweets from reporters newly arrived in the 2014 Winter Olympics host city illustrate a haphazard, darkly funny debacle. Journalists report yellow water, hotel rooms with no doors, and spotty internet access. One NBC reporter said he was hacked within an hour of landing in the Russian city, though later he tweeted, everything is very okay now, no problem I am having in Sochi. Other journalists suspect that they have been under surveillance, and a Russian Olympic official did confirm this was happening, though it was isolated. Said the official, we have surveillance video from the hotel. Shower. no. Okay, really, only just Aaron Andrews' room. (laughs) And he said it in a Russian accent. A castaway who claims to have spent more than a year adrift in the Pacific Ocean says his faith in God kept him going through the ordeal. Jose Salvador Alvarenga survived by eating raw fish and turtles. After his boatmate passed away, he was on his own without even a volleyball to keep him company. CVS Caremark announced Wednesday it will stop selling tobacco products at its 7,600 stores across the United States, and industry experts say they expect other businesses to follow suit, said former Senator Rick Santorum. Now if we could only get them to stop selling contraceptives. And finally, on Thursday, Jay Leno stepped down as the host of The Tonight Show, making way for his success for Jimmy Fallon in New York, who will host the show until NBC gives the show back to Leno sometime next year. And that's been Fake News with me. One of America's most iconic brands has betrayed us. Oh,
0: beautiful for Oh, no. Oh, hell no. no.
1: Coca-Cola's America, the beautiful ad, is heard. During the Super Bowl broadcast this past Sunday. Now, as soon as I heard the first voice start singing in a different language, I thought, dear God, some people aren't going to like this. One of those people,
0: Glenn Beck. This is to divide it's your people. Face. It's an in your face. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like it, if you're offended by it, then you're a racist. Yep. If you do like it, well, then you're for immigration.
1: Yeah, if you don't like people speaking a foreign language in America, that doesn't make you a bigot or xenophobic. It just means you love America so much. Now, Fox News' Todd Starnes, yeah, I've never heard of him either, he fired off a few tweets on the subject uh, right after the commercial was broadcast, and here he discusses those with talk show host Tom Sullivan.
0: Couldn't make out, from Todd
1: Starnes, couldn't make out that song they were singing, I Only Speak English. It's true. I really, I had a hard time getting through a high school with the Spanish class. Yeah, I know, but you you made it. Switched Uh, to French. What, no, I had to surrender on taking French? No, I wasn't smelly enough to take French? All right. Please continue, fellas. There's another one from
0: Todd Starn. So
1: was Coca-Cola saying America is beautiful because new immigrants don't learn to speak English? All the people I work with from other countries at the various jobs I've had over the past couple years all speak English. And guess what? They still speak their native language. Isn't that crazy? Okay. Here's, uh, here's Todd Starn's big closer. Coca-Cola is the official soft drink of illegals crossing the border. <laughs> Okay, now if your sides aren't too sore, he's got a killer tag for that too. It's a long, it's a long hike. You
0: it gotta, is. You gotta I mean, have something and, and, refreshing
1: and, and to drink. You need something cold and uh, and uh, some and, liquids. And the Coca Cola very refreshing. I mean, because we're really crossing the one border, not the border where it's cold half of the year. No, it's just the one, and and no one's coming and overstaying their visa or anything like that. No, they're all pretty much coming from one place, and I think we know where that is. Okay, so you go to uh, Todd Starnes' Twitter account, and uh, his profile says, uh, Todd is the host of Fox News and Commentary. He is a writer of books, a lover of sweet tea, and an asshole. So, uh, it's a very forthcoming uh, Twitter profile. Now, okay, so here's the thing I don't get. They freak out over this.
0: The MSNBC official Twitter account has landed the network in some hot water, again. Last night, this tweet was sent out, quote, Maybe the right wing will hate it, but everyone else will go Aw, the adorable new Cheerios ad with biracial family.
1: But this... Coca-Cola is the official soft drink of illegals crossing the border. (laughs) They're all like, you scamp, (laughs) you crazy guy, (laughs) you knock on, you get out of here. So we're not going to freak out over a Cheerios commercial with a biracial couple. Jeez, that's so insulting. Hey, 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 you sing that goddamn song in English, all right? MSNBC should have tweeted, at Coca-Cola, thanks for proving our point. (laughs) Okay, so, Oh, hold on, let me just grab this real quick. Uh, hello? P.F.? Bill O'Reilly? Oh, uh, how are you? I'm not happy. Uh, you rarely are. Uh, what's bothering you, sir? Coca-Cola, lad. That's the subject of tonight's talking points. Uh, the people singing in other languages were kind of upsetting to you, was it? Let me see if I can put it another way for you, PF. I emailed you a sound file. Oh, uh, you did? Let me see here. Um, uh, oh, yeah, here it is. Now open that up. I'm going to sing you a little tune. Now you can clean it up in post-production if you like. Uh gosh, I don't know. I've got this Josh Sneed interview. I've got it, it. I've got fake news. Fuck it, we'll do it live. Okay, easy big fella, easy big fella. Uh, here you go. I'll start the tune for you. I'd like to teach the world to sing in English, USA. I'd like to buy the world a Coke if they speak the right way. I'd like to build a giant fence around this great country. Then stand and shout, stay the hell out, unless you talk like me. I'll tell you, P.M., if I had a tip jar, it would be stuffed, just like those cups the homeless guys have, only they're ripping you off, according to my friend John Stossel. I must be off. Josh Sneed is a popular headlining stand-up comedian from Cincinnati, Ohio. You've probably seen him on Comedy Central or heard him on his popular podcast, Attention, which has just returned from a brief hiatus. Here now is our interview with Josh Need. Okay, joining us on PF Tape Recorder, it's Josh Sneed. Josh, how you doing? Good,
0: PF. How are you, old friend?
1: Good, man. It was, it's been a while since we spoke. I don't know if we spoke for this show or for the now-defunct No Huddle. I can't remember which which one it was.
0: Probably the last time was uh, the No Huddle.
1: Yeah. Um, now, I understand detention has come back.
0: It has. Um, you know, I was kind of at a, uh, at a point in my life uh, a couple years ago where I just had too much going on with planning a wedding and actually getting married then shortly thereafter my wife got pregnant and uh, and then you know just the pregnancy process in the first couple years that he's been around so uh, there was never a good point in that time where I felt like I could uh, I could devote the necessary time to restart it. And uh, things kind of settled down, and then with the, my new album coming out, and you know, really trying to make a push in the stand-up world again, I thought now would be a good time to bring it back. And people seem to like it so far.
1: Yeah. Um, how many episodes have have you done since you've been back?
0: I think we've done uh, six so far, um, and they're they're coming out around every ten to twelve days. Um, I haven't officially decided on if I want to do one every week or bi-weekly. Um, but we had been recording them for a little while now. So I have some in the can that I can, I can go ahead and release. And then in the next couple weeks, we'll decide what we want to do for releasing the new ones.
1: Cool. And uh, who are some of your guests?
0: Um, so far we've had, uh, John Heffron.
1: Oh, he Uh, owes me 75 bucks.
0: (laughs) I'll tell him. (laughs) Um, We've had Tom Segura, Nick Griffin. Oh, love um, Nick and Shane Tom. He from the Bob and Tom show. Um, just some really Roy Wood Junior. So just some great. It's been some great conversations we've had so far, and you know, a lot of us have uh, have done a lot of living in the last several years. So yeah, the the conversations I feel like are a little deeper than maybe they were four or five years ago, just because of the life experiences we've all had.
1: Well, that's true. Yeah, we've uh, we've all done a done a lot in the past couple of years. So what else is going on with you apart from uh that? Is a new album you have a new album coming out?
0: Yeah, a new album, uh it's called Unsung Hero and it'll be out March eleventh, uh which is which is also my birthday, which is kind of uh. fun. Um my last album I did on Comedy Central Records, um, but this one I wanted to do on my own, so I've uh I've put it, put it together on my own from beginning to end. I, I had a crew come out in uh, Columbus, Ohio oh, that's in right. January and help me record it at the Funny Bone up there, and uh, and it sounds great. I'm touching up the artwork now, but it should be available for pre-sale in iTunes next week and then uh, a March 11th release date, and I'm, I'm really proud of it. I'm really excited about it.
1: Did you end up using one show for the recording, or did you take bits and pieces from uh, all of your shows in Columbus?
0: Yeah, it's pretty much one show. Um, there were there were two jokes that I subbed out from other shows. Uh, just one, I thought that um, um, I thought I did better on, and it's a kind of a big chunk, so I didn't want to, you know, uh, use something that was subpar compared to the rest of the set. And then another one I subbed out because uh, some woman was snorting all through <laughs> all through the bit on the um, on the sh- the show that I ended up using. So I just picked another show that 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 joke did well on. With, that was sans snorts, and uh, but but primarily it was all one show.
1: Okay, so March eleventh, and available through iTunes and uh, your website, presumably, and yep. all the okay. Cool. Now, uh, apart from the uh, domestic things, uh, what what have you been doing uh, since last time we spoke? Uh, apart from the T-shirt business,
0: um, you know, I've just got my hand in so many different things. Uh, it's uh, you know, I've been I've been writing a lot of new material, obviously, for stand up, um, and that just comes with uh, settling down. and And the kid, of course, has been great source of material, and um, it's just that. I kind of felt like I hit a plateau material-wise for a while, where I was um, paying attention to too many other things and wasn't writing enough. Uh, um, but you know, I, I kind of took some time off, not completely, but just was kind of just working enough to pay the bills. Uh, whereas 2014 is already shaping up to be like one of my busiest years in a long time. And, oh, good. Um, yeah, it's 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 good for me, and uh, it's definitely good for my act, and like I said, uh, you know, I, I really believe my stand-up is stronger than it's ever been, and um, that's kind of been reflecting it, a lot of the shows I've done recently, and that's why I was really excited to get this album out, because uh, I think it, it really showcases how much I've grown since the last time I did an album as a stand-up comic and as a human.
1: So I I know you probably told me this before about your uh, writing process but I don't re- remember. Do you um you know maybe take an idea to the stage and kind of work with it there or do you kind of mostly write it out uh beforehand and then uh, take it up and see how it works out?
0: I'm I'm definitely someone who works it out on stage. I I envy those who are able to physically write it out and and flesh it out. I mean, when I try to manufacture material and sort of force myself to write, it just never seems as genuine or does as well as stuff that just kind of naturally comes to me. And, and, uh, I just wish it would naturally come to me more frequently, but, um, but I just, I don't know. I, I, um, I think the other part of it happening, happening organically is that I can, um, um, I know right away where it's going to go in my act when I write it. I I don't have to, you know, go. Oh, this is funny now. How can I fit it in? It just seems like I'm talking about so much of the same topics that it it just is able to sort of plug right into uh, the other stuff I'm talking about now.
1: So you'll be doing uh, go bananas uh, next week, Valentine's uh, weekend. Yeah. And uh, that's but, always a, that's always a special set of shows for you, isn't it?
0: is more so probably than any other club in the country because I mean this is where I started it's the first place I ever went on stage and uh specifically in I think it was like February 20th I have to look it up to be sure but um whatever the date is in 1998 was the first first time I ever went on stage so you know 16 years of moving from I'm going to give this a try all the way up to headlining, you know, being a being one of the events at the club where they don't take coupons, you know, that's <laughs> like little stuff like that's yeah. really fun for me because it, it shows like how far I've come more so than any other club in the country.
1: Uh, you no know, passes accepted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I get you'll be doing a lot of H this year then, you're saying, or do you have a lot of other projects in the works? Or both? Um,
0: both. I have a lot of comedy club dates. Uh, there's a bunch of clubs that I haven't been to in a long time that I really want to go back to. And then there's a, a, a lot of clubs that luckily I've always wanted to work and I'm finally getting the opportunity to work them. Um, so between that and college dates and corporate stuff, like I've got a really full calendar. Plus, I got the podcast, plus, I got the t shirt company. And I'm also uh, handling social media. All the Twitter and Facebook for a couple different national brands. Oh wow! Sort of being their voice anonymously. Oh,
1: I did not know that. Interesting. Yeah.
0: Hmm.
1: yeah. Okay. It's
0: been fun. It's been it's been busy. You know, it's nice. Um, it's a nice paycheck to have for something I can do from anywhere.
1: Yeah. But, uh, now, how'd you get that gig? Do they approach you, or did you uh, put out yeah. feelers for yeah, that? They
0: approached me. They they. Um, reached out to me and, and they basically said, you know, they followed my comedy career for a little while and they like the way that I run my t-shirt company and they know I sort of have a corporate background with having worked at PNG. Yeah. So um, I think it, they thought they, they wanted to try something new where they had a professional comedian who was engaged in social media come up with their content rather than an agency whose social media posts always sound like commercials interesting um so they took a chance on me and they've they've kept me around for seven months which has been a lot of fun
1: cool well let's talk about the t-shirt business then uh how is it well i know how it's going sort of (laughs) i know part of it's going um how's the rest of it going
0: (laughs) uh it's going good you know um locally especially with uh cincy shirts I feel like uh, our brand is is really starting to grow into what we hoped it would. Um, you know, we've gone from you know having booths set up at various events around Cincinnati, like Bunbury and Taste of Cincinnati, you know, where people would just walk by and see the designs and they would be like, "Oh, I, I really like this shirt." And you know, now it's like people come up to us and they tell us what big fans they are and they tell us all the other shirts from our website that they own and you know we get such good response on our Facebook page and Twitter account and it's just it's really cool for me because I have such a passion for Cincinnati and you know businesses that start here and I just it's it's really it's really been a lot of fun and a you know a labor of love to get this thing going because it's I, I love to see how many other people are passionate about the city's future but of course you know their past is the the city's past as well
1: yeah um, i guess for for folks haven't quite put two and two together yet uh... home shirts cleveland that you hear spots for on the podcast occasionally uh... is under the auspices of Cincy shirts uh... slash look at me shirts uh... which is josh's company um, yeah, it is interesting. Uh, we have uh, we really had a lot of fun doing running the Cleveland end uh, of the business. In fact, we were up at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and wore our shirts, got some reactions, passed out some postcards. Um, it was a lot of fun. And uh, there are it does seem like the Midwest is uh, maybe a little more focused on that kind of thing. Because I guess with other cities like Las Vegas and Orlando, people are there from other places.
0: Yeah, they're very transient. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. But uh, for the cities that Home Shirts is in, uh, yeah, I think it really concentrated on, uh, you know, cities that really like their history and, and like their past. Um, yeah. On the Look at Me Shirts end, I guess Darren, who is your partner, uh, was sure. telling me that uh, the, the, that kind of business, which is more like, uh, you know, uh, T-shirts with jokes on them, not, not necessarily logos and things like that and things from cities past, uh, has kind of been, you know, hit or miss because people tend to steal things a lot uh, mm-hmm. on the Internet.
0: Yeah. They sure do. Um, yeah, the, what we found out last year was, um, you know, Look At Me always kind of been a website where we create content and then hopefully try to find the audience that it appeals to. Yeah. And what we found last year works a lot better is to find someone who already has an audience and then... Cater your content to that audience. So, you know, for Cincy, as an example, um, we go and we create content for Cincinnatians, not stuff that we hope Cincinnatians might like. It's kind of more tried and true. You know, we found a sports blogger in Philly, and he basically lets us know what kind of stuff his readers respond to. And then we create T-shirts for his audience, uh-huh. rather than taking him a bunch of our ideas for what we think they might like. Yeah, yeah. And, um, Look at me is has uh, Look at me shirts has st- slowly started to evolve into a website for fellow comedian Doug Benson. Oh, because, uh, he has a very popular podcast called Doug Loves Movies. Yes, and so his audience is. Uh, Very big into film and TV, yes, as well as the marijuana, (laughs) yes,
1: they like the herbs.
0: Kind of streamlined look at me and made a uh, and copied a site over and helped him create Dougloveshirts.com. Oh, and it's a lot of our existing content that makes sense for his audience, but also a place that we'll be able to grow content for his audience since he has such a huge reach between his podcast, his video series, being on Comedy Central's At Midnight, and then just a giant Twitter following. Yeah. So that's kind of our new mentality is, is seeking out people who have an audience and then helping them create content to monetize that audience.
1: Uh, wow, that's, that's a mouthful. <laughs>
0: yeah. So,
1: have, have you had Doug on detention yet?
0: Uh, he was on it before, um, b- before we went on hiatus. And uh and I hope to have him on again soon when our paths cross. That's kinda that's kinda what we're facing right now, is just sort of lining up folks' schedule with with me or, or whoever I happen to run into when I'm out on the road.
1: Yeah, he didn't like doing podcasts, I understand.
0: <laughs> What's he, that?
1: He doesn't like doing podcasts.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can I mean you probably some of those guys, you know, they just get to a point where everybody wants to them to be on their podcast. And yeah, everyone has a podcast. You know, yeah, as you and I both sit here and talk. Exactly. So it, I can imagine it probably wears on some of the bigger names who always get asked.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, but if Pardo and Marin can come on my dinky show, then I think Doug can. You know.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, but, I'm on Team PF. What's that? You know, I'm on Team PF. There you go.
1: Exactly. Yeah, I've been on both uh, podcasts a couple of times. So yeah. Yeah. That's right. there you go. So uh, any other projects you have that uh, you can discuss or the uh, stuff that's kind of under wraps at the moment?
0: Um, it's not I don't really I mean <laughs> everything I just mentioned is kind of is kind of enough for me right now. okay. Um, if I can if I can figure out a way to expand the, the social media for other businesses component, then that's something I might pursue. But, uh, you know, the t-shirt websites, the comedy, the podcast, and then, of course, being a husband and a dad, that, that tends to be enough to keep me busy.
1: Okay. Uh, uh, maybe once we're done recording, I'd like to discuss the social media thing with you for a minute. All right. All right. Uh, okay. So um, so what else has been keeping, you uh, you know, uh, busy offstage? I mean, I know you like to, to play the poker. Um, have you been, had a chance to do that any? Or has family been taking up a lot of your time?
0: It's. I haven't had very much free time since I started the social media stuff, just because it takes up a lot of the free time I have during the day. And then, you know, if I'm off the road, then I I want to spend a couple hours with my family, uh, you know, in the evening when uh, he's not in daycare and she's home from work. But uh, when I'm on the road, um, lately I've been doing a lot of writing. Um, You know, this new album I'm doing it myself, so I've been. I've been doing a lot of work on the, the artwork and, um, you know, getting all my ducks in a row to make sure that everything's registered properly. And um, and then I also uh, redid the website for my podcast when I relaunched it. So it's a brand new website. And now I'm working on a brand new website for my comedy stuff that will hopefully be done here in the next couple of weeks as well. So You know, there's there just seems to be a lot of projects going on right now that once I get those done, they're not something I'm gonna have to work on for several years. But they're all sort of happening at once, and hopefully that'll those will all be done by the time it it actually warms up, and then I can get back to doing the stuff I love leisurely, like playing golf and. um, Going out to movies and stuff
1: like yeah. that. Oh, and we should also mention this. There's a, uh, a, I don't know, the campaign is still active, but it should be to get you into the celebrity uh, game when this, is, we're, we're going to host the All-Star game in a couple of years. Do I understand this correctly? Or? Yes.
0: Next summer, 2015. 2015, okay. Uh, Cincinnati will host the Major League Baseball All-Star game, and I have created a campaign to help me get into the celebrity softball game that they hold during All-Star weekend. All right. So um, it's always on national TV, and uh, it's usually full of celebrities that are a lot more famous than I am. But I feel like this is a nice little grassroots effort. We've got some time to really get some momentum behind it. And if I'm being honest, that's the other reason I've taken so much club work and I'm trying to get the new album and the podcast going, is if I can really raise my profile in the next year and a half, then maybe it won't be such a stretch for me to get picked for that game.
1: Cool. All right. Well, we will also. There's. Is there in our Facebook page for that? Do I understand? There
0: is. There is. If if you just search Josh Sneed, it'll come up, and it's like put Josh in the All Star game. Okay. We will. I I think the link is actually Facebook.com/slash/vote-for-Josh or something.
1: Okay. Well, we'll link to that as well. We'll link to all this stuff. I'm gonna have a lot of links on the uh, the Podbean (laughs) page this week. All right, man. Well, uh, thanks for taking the time on short notice. uh, You know and. you know, good luck at the Go Bananas with uh, the homecoming shows, as always.
0: Thank you very much, yeah. Um, if you're on Twitter, Facebook, Vine, Instagram, any of those things, please follow me. Uh, I'm very active on, on all of those, and I yes. try to come up with new content, uh, if not every day, uh, as close as I can. Uh, and uh, yeah, we have fun, so uh, follow along, and we'll see what happens in, in the next couple months.
1: All right. all right. Well, good talking to you, as always, sir.
0: Thank you, Patrick. All right.
1: Bye-bye. Thanks again to Josh Snead for being on the show. You can catch Josh February 13th through the 16th at Go Bananas in Cincinnati, and then February 27th through March 2nd at The Funny Bone in Syracuse, New York. And then... Uh, March 5th. That's a Wednesday night. He'll be headlining the Hilarities Pickwick and Frolic Comedy Club there in downtown Cleveland, Ohio. Do go check him out. For all things Josh Need, simply go to joshneed.com. That'll also link you to detention, his podcast. You can also look for that in iTunes. You can catch me Wednesday, February 27th at Go Bananas as part of the Pro-Am show. Doors are at 7. Show is at 8. Say you're there to see me so I can get on stage, okay? Okay, as for this program, of course you know the drill. Like us on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter at PF66. Original music composed and performed by John Baropoulos and Doug O'Connor with a little Help from me. PF2 logo designed by Dan Kobo. Follow him at Tiger Dactyl on Twitter. Additional material for this episode provided by John Bunyan. And other than that, so long and thanks for listening.